0: This episode of the America First podcast with me, Sebastian Gorka, is brought to you by Franklin Armory. Shop freedom, quality and innovation at franklinarmory.com. Franklin Armory, we are facilitators of freedom.
1: I think of a lot of things. The first thing I think is that we actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We... uh, are trained Marxists, um, we are uh, super uh, versed um, on sort of ideological
0: theories. We're not just ideologues. We are super versed on ideological theories, especially Marxism. That's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Colos. By the way, as I was informed the last time I played that clip on America First, a clip That is now very, very hard to find. I wonder why we're going to discuss that and so much more with somebody who's probably done... Am I going to piss somebody off if I say this? I think most of the work, the lion's share of the work in getting to the bottom of what these people believe and where critical race theory came from its marxist roots really doing the ideological archaeology i like that phrase i just came up with that he's not other than dr professor james Lindsay. james welcome back to america first hey always good to see you hey do you like that i think i've just made you the indiana jones of ideology what do you think Shall we get you a bullwhip
1: Yeah,
0: we definitely need a bullet. Let's go. All right. Well, surely I doff my cap, whether it's the Cynical Theories uh, book originally not that long ago or what you followed it up with. I I think you literally do not sleep because you've written two books in just the last year, the, the one that I didn't even know was available. Yet you have Race Marxism. And then just a few weeks ago, you published The Marxification of Education. Do you actually, in fact, sleep or not, James? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Once in a while, I get a little
0: shut-eye, yeah. Once in a while. Okay, so let's – let let me – we don't rehearse any of our discussions. We don't do like other cable stations or what have you, send out the talking points in advance and make sure that the interviewee responds and there's no surprises. I'm going to do uh, – we don't do any of that. We want to have an organic discussion. But let me, let me just look at your Twitter feed. And at the top of your Twitter feed, uh, please, this man's website – Uh, absolutely invaluable is new com. So in addition to these amazing works, new com. Your title now is James Lindsay on Twitter, defeating the groomers, because I think we're allowed to use that word now that Elon Musk uh, owns Twitter. And let's talk about just the last few days, what we found out about the former chief of security and safety at Twitter, Joel Roth, what his PhD dissertation was about and the strange, I, I just tweeted it out yesterday, there seems to be just this strange um, obsession with sex and with sex with children on the left.
1: Is this an accident, James? You know, the more I look into it, the less I think it's an accident, um, it it depends on how far you want to go back and how many people you want to make angry. But if we look back as far as progressives such as Plato all the way back 2400 years ago, when we read the Timaeus and we find that his ideal, tyrannical republic is based off of entering into higher consciousness through the love of boys. It looks like it's been a long-running program to the point where I'm almost willing to just give in, use their language, and conclude that the left has been systemically pedophilic. When we look at Twitter today, we see that this head of trust and safety has put out some, not just a few, extraordinary comments, but many extraordinary comments that are difficult not to uh, classify as degenerate. And with him in that kind of a position of power, Twitter was able to very selectively protect accounts that were engaging in, in child pornography and possibly other things like various forms of grooming, if not sex trafficking, protecting those things. that It was a perennial ongoing problem they said they didn't know how to solve. And now we start to see maybe why.
0: All right, so I've just sent a selection of these uh, very perverse um, tweets to my colleague Gary will put them up on the screen whenever they're ready because you're absolutely right. But let, let's just start at one thing. So Yol Roth is the head, the quote unquote, you know, Orwellian head of safety at Twitter, which is basically the chief censor who is meant to protect the nation, protect the users, from predators, from terrorists, from criminals. And instead, let's look at one thing, because it, this isn't just us m- making spurious comments based upon tweets. This is an individual who has a Ph.D. from a, an Ivy League university who strangely have deep-sixed his dissertation. We we found it. I've printed it off. You You know, it, it was – before it was – I think University of Pennsylvania put it behind closed doors. And it's a thesis, and please correct me if I've made any mistakes here, because you, you are the academic. A thesis that is about Grindr, which is the homosexual gay men's uh, pickup, act, uh, pickup app. And the dissertation focuses on why children should be allowed to use this homosexual sex Uh, Am I missing anything here, James?
1: I mean, we can give the nuance of his argument to kind of show that we've read it. He says that there will be no stopping children from using it, (laughs) and so that they should integrate systems that enable it to be used, I guess, safely, if you will. But as you just pointed out, the word safety is a very Orwellian term. Uh, So, no, I don't think you're missing too much with with the description of this man's uh, PhD dissertation.
0: All right, so let's, let's go back to where, where the, the scales fell from my eyes, and that's with your first book on these subjects, which is Cynical Theories. And, and please, it, it is in some parts not just heavy reading but disturbing reading because you have primary sources. You, you, you don't make stuff up about the people who propagate critical theories. You actually quote them liberally, their own documentation – and the chapter that I think, un- you know, is the key to unlock it all, all of the critical theories that bring us to BLM and everything else, is is the subparagraph, the, the subsection on queer theory. So let's, if we can, just drill down that on that a bit, because I think that explains people like Joel Roth, that in the words, and there's a lot of effing and blinding, a lot of foul language used by the original founders of of this concept, but with queer theory and please extrapolate, but it seems to me that the goal was to make the
1: abnormal the normal, correct? That's 100% correct. It holds up, queer theory holds up in a very Marxist way, the, the idea that normalcy is a bourgeois concept. It's the idea that the people who get to call themselves normal get to define what is normal and thus get to exclude that which is not normal or is abnormal or is queer from that. And so you have to be able to move that which has been marginalized into the center so you center queerness and you decenter normality in a typical Marx, marxist inversion of society using the typical marxist framework so it is the uh, it does have the objective of normalizing the abnormal and in fact stigmatizing the normal uh, and that's crucial to its its operation
0: Let, let's broaden it out so this isn't just about sex this isn't just you know the, the multiple felonious charges of the Assistant Secretary of uh, State for the Department of Energy for Nuclear Waste who has a moustache but walks around in a skirt. It's not just people like that. It's not just the sexual. But, for example, it translates into everything. The, the idea that a nation shouldn't have borders. I mean, it, it informs everything, does it not? I mean, this normalizing the abnormal isn't just about sex, is it, James?
1: No, that's correct. So if you hold up white as normal for the U.S. society and you make black or people of color as abnormal, you get critical race theory can fall almost right out of the same mentality, the same structure. It's exactly what you said with queering the concept of a border. Queering is a technique. There are other deconstructive techniques, but this is one technique that they use to dissolve the concepts. But when you since you brought up Sam Brinton or whatever his name is, um, it turns out that if we go back and this will tie in with exactly with with. Uh, the the Twitter Trust and Safety character. If we go back to 1984, which was the year in which thinking sex was published by Gail Rubin. This is considered to be the first paper in queer theory, officially speaking.
0: Can can, can you hold it there for a second? uh, This is is an important point. Just hold that for a second. I want to make sure everybody knows who we're talking to. It's James Lindsay. The latest book is The Marxification of Education. The one I'm drilling down on is Cynical Theories. We're going to talk about this seminal paper in a moment. Please follow him. The website is NewDiscourses.com and Conceptual James is the Twitter handle. That's Conceptual James. If you enjoy our one-on-ones, make sure you never miss a single episode. Go to Spotify, plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Subscribe. It's absolutely free. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. Don't forget, it's almost Christmas. If you're running out of present ideas, go to our website. We have a very special Christmas bundle. All your America First gear, $15 off. Go to SebGawkerStore.com and the hottest To this very day, co-produced with Chris Plant, who designed it with one of his listeners, is the FBI T-shirt. Tell the Bureau what you think. Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. We can't make them fast enough. SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A-Store.com. SebGorkaStore.com. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest capacity microcompact compact in the world. Available in standard or optics-ready configurations, the class-leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. All right, guys, I have raised the bar. We want to get 300,000 kids a Christmas gift this Yuletide. Those children who have a parent incarcerated, you can be that person for just $25 who gets them a Christmas gift chosen by their imprisoned parent, a message of love and a children's Bible for just $25. Will you make that difference? Just, Just listen to two of the children who you can tell have been touched by the the Angel Tree Program Play Audio. Spending time with my family and knowing that my dad cares. He's sending me all these gifts. Thanks to you. And I really like to thank you for it. I like the presents that my dad sent me. I know that you guys care and he cares. So I just want to thank you for that and I love Christmas. Thank you, Angel Tree, for doing all that you do. Because you don't have to do this, but you choose to do it. And I really appreciate it. What a beautiful, beautiful little audio clip. That tells you the difference you make. Last year, it was 236,000 children you helped out. Let's make it 300,000 this year. It's one of the most blessed things you can do. $125 is five children, five children whose Christmas you will make just a little bit brighter. Go to my webpage, sebgorka.com, and click on the Angel Tree banner at the top. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. That's sebgorka.com and the Angel Tree banner at the top. Or you can call in your donation directly to 888-206-2794 that's 888-206-2794 or sebgorka.com in the angel tree banner all right james you're talking about a seminal paper that uh, helps us understand the 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 queering weapon what is that paper
1: it's called thinking sex by gail rubin it was published in 1984 it's considered the first paper in queer theory. And I, just to draw up some of the themes that, that she discusses in this paper, one of the, the, the themes that, that Ruben discusses in this paper is that child pornography uh, being taken on, which it was being taken on in the 80s in a real way, that's a, a moral panic. Same language we hear today about anything that gets challenged. Uh, that, so child pornography should be something that's allowed within contexts, at least she argues. And cross-generational Sexual relationships, she calls them. Those should be protected. Wearing fetish wear to work so that you can bring your whole self to work, as we would say today. So now we find what's going on at Twitter. We find out, we, we see what's going on with the trust and safety chief. We see what's going on with this Sam Brinton character, all presaged in this 1984 paper, all coming true because queer theory has been very successful at latching itself on very much like a parasite onto the side of the LGBT civil rights movement, and has pushed its agenda to the point now where we have this manifesting at the White House, being put out in White House advertisements, heading huge platforms like Twitter and other social media, uh, and who knows what else. Uh, So they've been very successful at pushing their agenda into the culture. But it was written down decades ago, quite explicitly what their agendas and goals were. And it was a great deal of things that are perverse and dangerous. And in the case of the nuclear waste guy, you can tell, I mean, it was, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that this guy was going to be trouble. Right. And now we have him stealing women's clothing from airports
0: on on multiple uh, occasions by the way on camera times. so th- this is how intelligent this person with a queue clearance the highest clearance in the land is he's thieving he's stealing women's luggage on camera when he never checked any luggage that's how bright these people are um do you have any theory or do you have any kind of um, capacity to connect the dots because there's a couple of ways of looking at this uh, is this a philosophical exercise that is based upon destroying uh, anything that is Judeo-Christian and Western, the, the, the pillars of our society? Or is it just a bunch of perverts who are cladding themselves in, in, in the mantle of, of, of pseudo-academic uh, verbiage? Well, who, who are these people who are saying, we want to normalize the perverse? Is, is it an academic drive or is it really perverts who have just found a, a, a very useful cloak?
1: Seb, I think that uh, the pictures you offer are the same picture. I'm not sure how to distinguish between these. They are using pseudo-academic language, but that has taken over academia. Right. Uh, I mean, we can draw a straight line backwards to this kind of mentality, this philosophy, for example, to characters like Marx, what I've already mentioned, but also his predecessor, uh, Georg Hegel, who I have not yet mentioned. And what we find when we read Hegel is precisely this Mentality. There's a book called Hegel in the Hermetic Tradition, exposing Hegel not as a philosopher, but as a kind of linguistic sorcerer. Quite literally, the author, Glenn Alexander McGee, means that. And the first sentence of that book is, Hegel was not a philosopher. And that's kind of the point. None of this is philosophy. It's circular reasoning that's dressed up in long, torturous, complicated arguments with big words, complicated language to look like philosophy when it was never philosophy in the first place. And I think it's actually ancient esoteric religions. I mean this quite seriously. Gnosticism, hermeticism, the kinds of cults. Of let, Egypt let, let's and just break this
0: down for those who aren't familiar. So Gnosticism is the idea of some secret knowledge that only the elites
1: know. That's right. That's exactly what it is. In fact, it's a belief that you've had a glimpse of the mind of God, and therefore know everything better than everybody, and therefore you get to be in control. And this is what Plato was talking about when he was writing the Timaeus. And this is what Hegel was talking about when he wrote Phenomenology of Spirit. And this this is what Marx was channeling when he wrote his economic philosophic manuscripts. This is a continuous line of not philosophy, but rather sophistry or sorcery or whatever word you prefer to use posing his philosophy to move its its agenda this this is fascinating give me the name again of the book on hegel it is called hegel in the hermetic tradition by glenn alexander mcgee m-a-g-e-e all right right. um
0: this is this is this is so important that for those who live in the real world and i think that's you know where you live you dissect to, to the actual fact of the matter behind the charade there is an expectation tell me if i'm being naive that because this is this is a, a cult this is like you know jim jones there, there's no there there it's it's mystical mumbo jumbo that's meant to look like science or is you are you are told it is science At a certain point, doesn't it have to collapse? Doesn't there have to be a moment where the emperor is seen to be naked?
1: Is that an unreasonable expectation? I think we're in that moment now. Actually, we're seeing this, uh, their symbol, a religious symbol for these kind of occult or these esoteric religions is the so-called Oroboros, the snake that eats its own tail. I've got this, you said, sent people to my Twitter at Conceptual James, and it's there all over the top right now. Uh, and I asked the question, I just an hour ago, I posed the question, what's left when the snake that eats its own tail finishes his meal? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing it's, com- right. it's completely eaten and digested itself. Uh, But since you point to cults, that's why it's so important. People might ask, well, how in the world are they getting so many people to support such a weird and obviously perverse cult? And the answer turns out to be entertainment and education overwhelmingly, which is why they captured Hollywood. They captured the news media and they captured the schools over the last 50 years.
0: All right. We're talking to uh, Professor James Lindsay, the latest book you have to get right now. It is fresh. It is hot off the presses. If you order it, it will arrive at your doorstep. Still warm is the Marxification of education. Uh, Please check out also New Discourses and follow him at Conceptual James. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First one on one. We are on all social media platforms as well. Uh, Please check us out, except, of course, YouTube. We are not hanging out with the fascists on youtube you can follow us on true social on twitter on instagram facebook at salemnewschannel.com parlor getter you name it and of course the most important right now for exclusive content is our substack sebastian that's my name in one word MyPillow is excited to announce the original MySlippers are back in stock. Last Christmas, you made our slippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and now they have added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. What makes MySlippers different is the exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. MySlippers' patented layers make them ultra-comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve the stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere, and save 90 Dollars off with your promo code Gorka. That's only $49.98 a pair. You're absolutely going to love my slippers, and now they are also extending their 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. Go now to MyPillow.com, promo code Gorka, or call 800-829-8468. That is code G O R K A to save $90. Only pay forty nine ninety eight. Quantities won't last. Order now. MyPillow.com. If you enjoy America First one-on-one, support those who make it possible. Great patriots, truth-tellers like Mike Lindell, friend of the president, a friend of this show. The left, the people we're talking about, want to cancel him. You heard what the FBI did to him recently, and you heard that the big box stores have banned him. Walmart as well. Let's have this man's back. Get yourself some amazing Christmas gifts, over 150 different items, some amazing BOGO Christmas offers. If you use my name, you get up to 66% off. Go right now to MyPillow.com promo code. Gorka, or you can call them at 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. Do it today. Christmas is just around the corner. All right. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. The head of safety, as was until he was fired recently, is an individual called Yoel Roth, the person who was behind the scenes getting President Trump banned despite being uh, elected by more than 63 million Americans. Let's put his um, selection of tweets up on there we go. Here's, here's a little, a couple of selections from the head of safety at Twitter. I think I found my calling, and it's writing dialogue for chef-themed porn. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, ha- can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? Why would you be asking that? Um, doing research on Craigslist sex discussion boards begs the question, main browser or porn browser. That sounds to me like the, norm, the normalization of porn. Uh, let's connect the dots. Let's go to Balenciaga. Here's the image of the toddler, the, 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 the little, little child holding a teddy bear in bondage gear. And then, of course, we have... The uh, document in the suit from a Supreme Court decision on child pornography. And then last week, we have the, the dean of that very tony school in Philadelphia being caught on video by Veritas talking about the children in the school having lessons that involved sex toys, sex toys for minors. Uh, th- none, none of this stuff you know but Bal- let's start with Balenciaga Balenciaga is part and parcel of this discussion is it not this isn't just some random photographer is it James
1: no the one of the things that these these societies if we think of them as esoteric religions brought down into the modern and contemporary time that they have to do is they have to signal where they are with regard to the cult to other people they try to do so subtly they put out images like this so that you look at them and either you ignore it or it doesn't register or you're a little bit shocked or you make some noise. But somebody who knows what it means knows what it means. And so they now know that that organization is part of the uh, the initiate class.
0: So it's like the, yeah. this is, this is the, the 21st century equivalent of the
1: secret handshake, correct? That's right. It's secret handshakes all over social media with coded imagery and coded language and coded words. That's right.
0: All right, so what, what happens next? Let, let's talk about the, the news of the day, e- Elon Musk. Is this a breath of fresh air? Should we be leery of putting too much trust and expectation in one man? How do you react to the events of the last three weeks?
1: I am somewhat encouraged. I'm always distrustful of putting too much trust into one man, especially a man who has indicated his desire is to build out the program to be like WeChat, Twitter. Yes turned into WeChat, which is the tool which captured China, uh, at least with the digital side of things. So there are reasons to be hesitant to give unfettered support or blind support. But at the same time, there is a ability to have free speech. There are documents coming out, whether those are limited or complete hangouts, as you might phrase them, is an open question. But at least something is happening and something is being seen and things are being discussed in a way that was not possible before, which is fundamentally a game changer for the environment, at least for the present.
0: Yeah, the the so-called Overton window has been uh, shattered. Uh, Explain why, for those who aren't familiar, why WeChat, and Elon has said this in in DMs and texts with the former owner of Twitter, he wants to turn Twitter into WeChat, why that is so problematic.
1: Well, WeChat is like your one-stop shop app in China. You can do all of your texting on it. You can have social media on it. It has all your video kind of stuff embedded in it. It also has your banking information embedded in it. It has your your digital ID embedded in it. If you want to buy things in China in many stores, either the only way or the most convenient way you can pay is by scanning a QR code connected to your bank account in WeChat. Well, if your WeChat decides that your social credit score isn't high enough because the government is monitoring everything you do there, that QR code doesn't appear or it contains a code that says that, you know, it's going to cost more or that you're not allowed to buy that today. And so it becomes the kind of place where everybody moves and everything operates that way and it's so convenient and so nice, but it also becomes almost impossible to get out of on the other side.
0: So this is the Amazon.com for everything as if there were no other portal or shop that you could use, which is fine if the person running it is a good guy, but if Elon Musk sells it or if Elon Musk decides to change his policy, you are out of luck. We're talking to James Lindsay. This is America First one-on-one coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief if it's real pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. Find out for yourself. Order the three quick starter pack at relief. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and. Alicia from California. Listen to her story. I'm a grocery store worker and have been working double since the coronavirus shut down. At 52 years old, my two bad knees did not get a rest. I literally limped to and from bed. Two days into Relief Factor and the pain decreased substantially. So thankful for this amazing product. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Order the 3 quick starter pack right now at relieffactor.com. Do it today. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Welcome back to America First One-on-One with our special guest, Professor James Lindsay. So James, I, I really, I meant what I said at the beginning of our discussion, that, that you, you really have done the lion's share, the, the heavy lifting conceptually. That's, I think, perhaps why you are called conceptual, James, when it comes to understanding the the ideas driving this, this new pseudo-academic academic, Gnostic cult that, that the left has become today. Can you help those who haven't delved into the sick minds of all these individuals to just highlight the the key individuals that you must be au fait with if you want to understand why a, a dean at a school in Philadelphia is promoting sex toys with minors, why Balenciaga, one of the, you know, most tony fashion houses in the world is promoting paedophilia, and why the Biden administration is celebrating trans sexual felons at the Department of Energy. So we, we have, at the beginning of it all, after Marx, of course, we have Gramsci, the Italian communist, who says, hey, you've got, you've got to capture the culture. That's the, the big shift for, for Western communists. And then we have the, the Frankfurt School that inveigles itself into American academia after World War II. Amongst these people, is there somebody that you would highlight? So um, is it Marcuse? Is it Adorno? Who is the person who really operationalizes this cult in such a way that it can get into all of the, the streams of
1: culture? There are two characters as, as such. One is Marcuse. Marcuse lays out through the 1960s that we have to think completely differently. We have to have two-dimensional thought instead of one-dimensional consumerist thought. He lays out that the working class has been captured, has been stabilized, has, has the ability to work and make a better life, and that they'll never become revolutionary. So we go to the who, to the minorities. We go to the racial minorities. So, so, we, so we,
0: we, we write minorities. off that, that class target – of Marx, because they're, they're too functionally normal. And then we'd find a,
1: a new way of dividing society. That's right, with identity. And if we go back further, we always talk about Marcuse in his writings in the 1960s. But in 1955, he published a book called Eros and Civilization. So you can see where this is about to go. And in fact, in that book, uh, in my copy on page 211, I happen to remember, he talks about Plato, and he talks about the symposium. And he talks about how higher culture is accessed through the love of boys. So you, you, we have a direct link even wow. to this explicitly sexual liberation aspect in Marcuse. So he becomes one of the two significant characters. Now, the new book is about the other significant character, and fewer people have heard of this guy. He's a Brazilian. His name's Paulo Ferrari. Uh, he reorganized education so that education took on the characteristics of Mao's education programs in China. It took on the characteristics of Mao's brainwashing programs in the prisons. He says that what you have to do is you have to use educational materials, he says, as mediators to a political literacy, to political conversations. So you give people anything. It could be a simple word problem. It could be what he calls a generative theme, a generative concept that will generate a political conversation that touches the lives of the students. We read the papers that they've written about Drag Queen Story Hour, actual academic papers, and they say, the presence and performance of the drag queen is a generative method for inducing into children the idea of living queerly. And so Paulo Ferreri becomes the gateway to transforming education into a brainwashing program to bring, whether it's race theory, the, the queer theory, the sex, the gender, the ableism, all of these things we hear constantly about. He, he creates a mechanism for for replacing real education with a political education, as he calls it, which is all of the brainwashing into these Marcusean wow. concepts that he was steeped in
0: Wow, let's put the new book up there right now, if you need to uh, understand this, you need to read this book, it's the Marxification of Education, Paolo Ferreri's Critical Marxism and the Theft of Education by James Lindsay, it's brand, brand new and then at what point have you identified the transmission belt or, or the, the nexus point where this actually takes over politically? Because the Democrat Party, for all its racism and segregation and KKK, was a, a quasi-normal party, if you look at the likes of Clinton and others, who you don't have to admire, but they weren't nuts, they weren't loonies. At what point does, does this Gnostic cult really take over politics is is it the Saul Alinsky transmission belt
1: well it's the thing is you must understand is what they called the long march through the institutions yes. and that long march is fairly slow it's a generational approach so the strategy was to use Paulo Ferreri to capture the colleges of education which according to marxist historians of education they say was accomplished pretty much in total by 1992 at that point, you are now educating the next generation, not just of regular people, but professionals into these ideas. They they describe it in some of their papers as a virus model. You put the ideas in, send them into the world to infect institutions. So we've had 30 years since 1992 The real year of operationalizing a lot of it was 2015, whether that's from the passage of the Every Student Succeeds Act in education that Obama signed, which made social emotional learning become the vehicle to inject this into society, or whether it's that they were so certain that Hillary Clinton was going to get the presidency and slow walk this stuff like they did in Canada to a total autocracy that they have there now. Uh, 2015 was a pivotal year. This is when the loonies came out. This is when the first Black Lives Matter explosion was, if you think back and, and really remember after uh, Michael Brown did the hands up, don't shoot yeah. thing. And so 2015 was really the pivotal year. So we're seven, almost eight years out from 2015 now, and they they're on, that's when they crossed the Rubicon in some sense. They couldn't go back. They could only go forward. And so the madness increases until they either grind themselves to a stop or they are stopped uh, from there.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating because there clearly was that, that moment where it was in your face, where they, they, they came out of the closet. It wasn't just, you know, discussions behind closed doors at the teacher training colleges. It's, it's now BLM. It's uh, in your face. It's it's absolutely incontrovertible. My gosh, I wish you could do this for hours. All right, you've got to follow this guy. Uh, it is conceptual James on Twitter. It is newdiscourses.com is the website. Also, the latest book is The Marxification of Education. But start... I would start with a cynical theory so you understand the origins of it all. And then cultural Marxism uh, is the second book. Uh, uh, sorry, race Marxism uh, is the second book. I'm Sebastian Gawker. This is America First coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida. This is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging and after only four days of you Using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. <laughs> Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. There's only one way, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick start of pack for the paltry sum of 19.95 at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Do it today. You've waited long enough. What have you got to lose? I mean, apart from the pain. Call eight hundred five hundred eighty-three eighty-four relieffactor dot com. That's eight hundred five hundred eighty-three eighty-four relieffactor dot com. All right, I'm a little bit trepidatious to ask my uh, final questions of you because I think the last time we had you on for an extended discussion, the, uh, the answers weren't all too optimistic. But given recent changes, especially Elon and others, you, you might have uh, reassessed your prognostications. On the one hand, it seems like it, they've won because all of the the areas that that matter, except for talk radio, thank the good Lord, are in their hands. So Hollywood, social media, mainstream media, education and so forth are in the hands of of this cult. Nevertheless, there seems to be, whether it's the school board meetings in the last year, uh, whether it's Elon, whether it's the pushback, you know, on Balenciaga, there seems to be a a, 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 a chink or a, a little ray. How is James Lindsay feeling right now about the task you set yourself a few years ago?
1: I'm actually act quite optimistic at the moment, but not for the short term. I think the next couple of years, I will see increasing madness. And our challenge will be, of course, not to lose our cool, not to stay the course or hold the line, everybody always says. The the goal is to provoke us to do something stupid they can capitalize upon. And that will be the challenge. Drag queen story hour is a provocation. They want to create a drag Floyd character, if you will, and cause a, another summer of chaos or spring of chaos. Uh, they want to be able to push their agenda through, prov- through provocations. This is their mechanism. The next couple of years, I think, will be crazy. But I actually, last time we talked ex- in an extended fashion was i think in february before drag floyd or sorry drag floyd now before drag queen story hour took the nation by storm yeah. and i as soon as that broke loose i i, I called my friends and i talked to my, my my co coworkers and said immediately this is it they've messed up they went too far they crossed bl- uncrossable line it's all downhill for for them from here so we see people backing off of esg now we see yes that that's been exposed We see the sustainable development goals and the targets. We have states taking on social emotional learning in addition to ESG. We have the momentum building on our side right now following the midterms were scattered. I urge people to remember that after you break the balls and billiards on the pool table, the jo- the goal is to drive them into the pockets to take them off the table. That's what they want to do with you. So don't fall into stupid traps. Don't go into the pockets and get taken out of the conversation. But I'm quite optimistic after a year or two of more or less craziness.
0: Yeah, well, look, I, I, what you predicted back in February is so sound because it was Because of that, because of the local drag queen story hour at our library that my wife, who detests politics, decided to run for office in the local community center and say, no, 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 no. You're not using our money to indoctrinate little children. So if my wife can be mobilized to do that, guess what? It's not just talk show hosts or professors writing seminal works. It's everybody who has a role to play. But nevertheless, I want to salute you, James, Lindsay, for doing The work that was our homework right now, the latest book, you've got to get it, is The Marxification of Education. Educate yourself on the threat and the sources of it. Paolo Ferreri's Critical Marxism and the Theft of Education. Follow him at New Discourses. Conceptual James on Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First One-on-One. Wherever you are, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka.
1: The apartheid child tweeted, the woke mind virus is either defeated or nothing else matters. That came a day after he used his platforms to not only mock the LGBTQ community, but also to go after America's most visible public health official, tweeting, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Not funny. Dangerous, though. And the latest example of Musk playing his role in the right's attempt to redefine free speech, which to them, simply put, is whatever conservatives want said and nothing more.
0: Because we're censoring the left, right? When, when have we censored the left? Welcome, dear friends. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Joy Reid, you know what? It's actually hilarious To have the richest man in the world say my pronouns are prosecute Fauci is utterly hilarious. But you think it's dangerous. That's weird. Does that mean for the last six years when you and Rachel Maddow and Michael Avenatti and everyone else in your tiny little bubble were saying, President Trump needs to go to jail. His whole family needs to be incarcerated. Was that dangerous? Was that not funny? Is it okay when it's somebody who's a conservative? We see straight through you. But of course, it has nothing to do with pointing out the hypocrisy. It has to do with one very, very simple thing. If you want to take over a country, if you want to gain political control in perpetuity, meaning not just a rotation after an election, now it's our turn, If you want to have an authoritarian system, what must you do? It's been the same since the modern age of communications began. You can't just militarily take control. You can't invade your own country. You have to take over the information. Originally, it was what? It was the printing presses. It was the publishing houses. It was the newspapers. Then, by the 1940s, it would be what? It would be the radio stations. Look at any successful revolution. The first thing the revolutionaries have to capture are the means of mass communication. The radio stations. Then, by the 50s and 60s, the epicenter would be the national TV headquarters, so you can control the 6 o'clock news, the 9 o'clock news, so your party hat can be put in the screens in the living rooms of every nation, every, every home across the nation. That's passé. Who reads it? Read I can't even remember the last time I picked up a newspaper. Probably in a green room somewhere where I was giving an interview. Who who reads newspapers anymore? What about television? Who gets their news? Who sits down dutifully at six o'clock for the news bulletin? When I was a kid, my gosh, everything stopped at six. Your parents sat down with you and you watched the six o'clock news, and then later the nine o'clock news. Nobody does that anymore. Where do you get your news from? Your phone, your tablet, social media. So if you want permanent political control, what must you, must you have an iron grip over? It must be the tubes of information that are not the information superhighway, but they are the social media superhighway. From TikTok to Twitter, from Facebook to Instagram, and of course, the almighty search engine that is Google. If you can have your political favorites amplified, if you can de-amplify Suspend, delete those you disagree with, even if they're elected presidents with 93 million followers on your platform, is there a greater form of control? You've silenced an individual who was elected to be the head of state. That is true power. And along comes somebody who, uh, well, who knows what his final motivation might be. But simply that one tweet, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. You know why it's so delicious? Because it's not just a kick in the pants for the left. And the vaunted, anointed hero, the diminutive man who masks everybody except himself when he goes to a ball game, the person who says, "Yes, yes, triple, double vaccinations and double, triple boosters, and maybe we'll have to cancel Christmas." He's also bursting the bubble of the lies, the Orwellian lies, pronouns, pronouns. It's hilarious. He's making fun of the whole artifice, the house of cards that is wokery. In humankind, there is only man and woman. There is no changing your chromosomal makeup. I'm a man. I was born a man. I will die a man. No matter what I do to myself, chemically or surgically, does not change that. Whatever I call myself, whatever way I dress myself, matters not one whit to the absolute truth of what I was created. The whole idea that your identity as a man or a woman is plastic is malleable, is fungible, has one purpose and one purpose alone, to deny truth, to deny the undeniable, and to sow chaos and confusion. That is the project of the left, because if they can sow confusion and chaos as the progenitors, As the instigators of that confusion and chaos, they can be the people who come in and say, Oh, let me fix that for you. You're a girl who's confused. You're a girl who's sad and lonely at the age of 13. Well, maybe you're a boy. Listen to me and let me help you. It's demonic, it's a cult. It's a modern Gnostic cult where those who dismantle everything promise to give you the answers when in fact they have destroyed any possibility of any true meaning for those who buy into the cult. So carry on, Elon. Whatever your final destination may be, you've made all the right friends, and it is a delight. It is a delicious delight to behold. And the more enemies you make of the ilk you've made in the last four months, the more you are likely on the right track. I'm Sebastian Gorka. We're going to discuss that and so much more here on America First, on the Salem News Channel, across the nation. We have an amazing one-on-one in the third hour with the man who's done most to dismantle the woke cult that the left has become, Dr. James Lindsay. Never miss a moment of our special one-on-ones. Go right now to your favorite podcast platform. Go to Spotify, plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Subscribes, it costs you not a penny. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And don't forget... It's almost Christmas. Have you ordered your Christmas bundle at sebgorka.store.com? Fifteen dollars off the hat, the mug, the Turvis tumbler. Don't forget the FBI t-shirt. It's the hottest selling item. sebgorka.store.com. sebgorka.store.com.